0: Chapter 5, Feed Your Demons Dionysus, how the hell did we get here? Don't ask me, I keep forgetting, he paused and giggled. Just kidding. Through the journey of contemplation, by exploring the way out through our imagination, and this is a force of nature that is rooted within creation. We are one with the great vine. It's the source from which all life grows. And even if you think you know how it is, nobody quite knows, said Dionysus. Do I know you from somewhere before this? Something about the boy felt more and more familiar, and now this curiosity pulled me right beside his hooves. Before I was afraid of his feet, but now I didn't want to move. Do you remember your past lives? Asked Dionysus. Past life? Why, I'd never heard of such a thing. It's okay if you can't remember. I know how the forgetting goes because I've lived in so many bodies since I lived in a million different fingers, wings, and toes. Once I was a mother, then I gave birth to millions of daughters and sons. Then another life I lived as a deer in the mountains where the creeks and rivers run. You see, I've lived in so many forms that I've lived a life in every single nation Oh, I've seen everything everywhere because my father and mother go beyond the beginning, middle, and the ends of creation, said Dionysus. A gear burned in my mind because a lot of strange questions started to align. Many fail to recognize the power of our minds because behind the mind is our transcendental spiritual nature which can see beyond this earthly veil. If we tune the mind to align with spirit, then we can understand how our spirit transcends birth and death. Know that the nature of this world is within us all, and all of us are tied to nature's breath. Without the wind of air, our bodies would have no power or force. You should know that there is a secret name for this symbol of the soul. It is called Lungta, which translates as Wind Horse," said Dionysus. Confused and curious, I watched the crane take flight over the pond. Its wings propelled the bird's body when it shaped itself like an arrow and pierced the water to go down beyond. A brief splash settled, but the crane never came up. I turned to look at Dionysus. Where'd the crane go? Hold up. I pointed to the water, but the bird never resurfaced. Tune into the bird, then you'll see where he goes. Can you imagine the depths he's gone to find you? And he wants to show you what few will ever know said Dionysus. My mind was perplexed as we waited for the bird. I focused my brain on its white wings, and there was a message I heard. Now my sight had gone black, but I could feel the crane thinking. Now I realized it was the only creature who had come looking for us, and now this pure bird was sinking. That crane dove deeper and deeper. I could feel it at the bottom of my own mind. And when I tried to open up my eyes, I screamed out, I can't see, Dionysus! I've gone blind! I crouched low to my feet because I had to sit down. My hands shook on the earth, but I had no sight in my eyes while my fingers felt around. You might not believe me, but all of the creation is connected to your own brain, and sometimes we need a little friction to create magic, and so the thing you call suffering is more like growing pains, said Dionysus. My sight was gone, there was nothing I could see. I crawled in between two rocks and there I waited on my knees. Have I sinned so bad to deserve this? Neither you nor your parents have sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed. As long as there is day, we must do the works of Him who sent me so that our debts can be paid. Night is coming, when no one can work, while I am in the world. I am the light of the world," said Dionysus. After saying this, he spit on the ground (laughs) and rubbed it in the dirt. His fingers made a paste while my ears stayed on high alert. He whispered under his breath, yes Dionysus chanted a prayer I couldn't quite hear. His fingers raised the dirt in his hands and held the muck around my eyes and beside my ears. Holding his hand over my sight, he covered the top of my face, all the while the panic overwhelmed me in this darkness Will my heart continue to race. "'Wash off in the pool of Siloam,' said Dionysus. I went and washed in the pond, and after I rubbed the dirt from my eyes, I came home seeing. I blinked in shock while Dionysus reached his hand up from between the rocks. He scooped up a handful of dirt and chewed it in his mouth. Then he opened his lips as if he'd talk. "'Dionysus, it's a miracle! I can see again!' Falling to my knees, I saw his mouth filled with dirt. When the entire cosmos appeared, I could see the infinite energy flowing out through the soil when my body shuddered as my sight catapulted through a veil of tears. I could see everything that ever was, and I could see into the spirit of our soul. This was the source of the great vine. And then he closed his mouth and swallowed the dirt before he pointed at the hole. Sit with the soil. Embrace the magic of this land. Let us plant your spirit in this dirt. Then you'll grow into the fruit of man, said Dionysus. There was a space between these rocks, and it appeared to be another tight tunnel. You want me to go in there? Where does it even go? Be one with the earth. Go inward with contemplation. We must follow the intuition, and so will flow with the imagination. Be nourished by the forces of nature, as this soil nourishes the root of all life. Everything that grows comes from the soil of the grapevine, and so this is the way of our tree of life," said Dionysus. Are you saying grapevine or grapevine? I can't tell. I was stalling, because that dirt tunnel was too tight for an adult man to dwell. What if you went into the unknown? Do you think then you could truly believe? Imagine if the journey you are on stems from potential at the very end of every seed. The climb you call suffering can be an offering back to this holy earth. Let your vigor reach the same way lightning flows. Release yourself into the mystery of nature and embrace the way in which the great vine grows, said Dionysus. You want me to bury myself, but to climb within this hole is nothing more than a trap. This soil isn't a trick, but rather this ground is our map. Release your fears and embrace what lies in front of you, for this is the true path. The turbulence accompanies my arrival, and I'll sweep the old past away. Everything will be transformed, for the great eastern sun is always rising and soon we will give birth to another fresh day. We must be one with the elements, and we should even embrace nature's destructive side too. The innocent picture a well-ordered world, but this view will be shattered by my coming since my arrival destroys all illusions to make way for that which is true, said Dionysus. Yes, his words were like an enchanting pathway, and it seemed I was bewitched from the very start. There was nowhere to turn back to now, and so I'd have to follow him even if my body and bones fell apart. If only the world could hear his song! Oh, how I dearly wished that people could listen to his flute! Within this boy were the secrets of the universe And there within his mind flowed the fountain of youth. The more I looked into his gaze, the more it appeared as if his childlike face was only a mask. Why, yes, this boy was not simply a single person, but rather his spirit could answer every question I asked. And what will happen to me once I go within? If this soil holds the magic of life, then you're saying that this is where life on the grapevine begins? Do not fear what may lie ahead. Set the terrors and anxiety aside. Embrace the wonder of your imagination, and remember that the spirit of nature cannot die. You are like a wave upon the sea. We are made to crash down and reunite with the ocean's whole. Our spirit's limbs stretch into every tree throughout the forest, and they too were planted in a deep, dark hole. Instead of wondering what could go wrong, why not embrace the curiosity to explore Plant your heart in harmony with nature's magic and soon the great vine will soar," said Dionysus. But I don't understand. All the reason and logic in my mind is certain this dirt cannot be the way. Why would anyone take a path into this ground? I don't understand what lesson you're trying to convey. The path to our treasure is like entering into a very narrow route. You must be willing to give up everything and go so deep inside yourself until there is no way out. After you enter into this inner cavern, you'll reach a place where the soul cannot turn around. This requires the courage to discover the truth within darkness, and there the secrets of all spiritual fortune are found. The measure of grit and endurance stem from the imagination of our mind, and if you find yourself worried or lost, contemplate on the correct questions before your answers will align for no one is more prepared for this journey than the soul resting within you. Who else has gone this deep and survived? Think of all the past challenges that you alone have been through. Have faith in this wonder. Embrace the miraculous madness which never seems to end. This maze is my Leela, which is a divine play throughout which the great vine ascends. You may think of me like a trickster, and so you'll dance to my flute's tune. But before long, "'You and I will sit together "'and watch the fruit of the grapevine rise and bloom. "'Go deep with the soil. "'There you will find all that you are. "'And if you get afraid of this darkness, "'picture me in your mind, "'and I'll be your north star,' said Dionysus. "'He spoke of a path out, "'and of course I needed to find the way. "'But he told me to bury myself within this dirt, "'and so I wondered if he'd lead my soul astray. "'Again I looked at the dirt hole,' pressed between the two boulders, and I could not fathom what was left to do. The boy and I had been trapped in a nightmare for so long, and everyone I'd ever known had disappeared, gotten lost, or given up before they'd found the way through. Was it all a mad dream? Was any of it real? The longer it went on, the more its entirety became surreal. "'Well, why not go crazy for love? I think you should give the dark path a try.' "'What if an ounce of courage changes the fate of the universe forever? "'Then would all of it be worth it for a single step inside?' said Dionysus. "'The longer I waited, the more I realized there was nowhere else to go but to embrace this wonder. "'I took the first step in, but the dirt grabbed hold of my leg and began to pull me under. "'This felt like a trap, and now I was stuck in something like quicksand. "'Well, are you going to help me, Dionysus?' Surely this isn't part of the plan. Everything that ever hopes to bloom starts just like this, and you're not stuck unless you quit. So the real question that's left is how do you imagine we'll get out of it, asked Dionysus. Dionysus, there's nowhere to go. This can't be the way. You're such a little prankster, and this is no longer a funny way to play. I tried to step out of this hole, but its power was relentless as it pulled my leg deeper. With one foot out and one leg in, I reached for Dionysus, but he refused to give me a hand and continued on as a preacher. If your body can go no further, then what about the mind? Can you wonder your way out of this weight? After all, only the imagination can surpass all space and time. Rather than focus on what isn't working, why not ask the questions that have been lingering all along? Are you brave enough to call upon that inner spirit you call a demon? Maybe then we'll find the path where we belong, said Dionysus. There is no demon within me, but rather I am a man pinned along a sharp edge. Dionysus, my boy, we're trapped in the underworld, and if we don't find the way out, then both of us are dead. Oh dear Levi, the truth is like a sharp blade, and so it pains me to admit that you are indeed possessed. You've been trapped by your selfish desires for control, and only after you ask the right questions can you find the way through this challenging test. You are not damned by this possession, but rather this is an opportunity awaiting a breakthrough. What if you're willing to welcome these unknown forces? Then I wonder if you'll find that which is profound and true, said Dionysus. It's all for nothing. There's nowhere left to turn. The more I press forward, the more I realize we've passed the point of no return. We are trapped at the very bottom, and no one will ever find us here. I'm halfway buried in between the sinking muck, and knowing my luck, my bones will lie here as I dissolve over the next hundreds of years. That's it, Levi. Submit and let go. Enter the path where there is no way out, and once you let go, only then we can grow. There is a reason you do not yet know the way. This is because you have yet to take this path before. The mind is like a bountiful garden. Do not get tripped up on the weeds you fell for before. To say it's all for nothing is like living as a setting sun. It's giving up on the race right when you're almost done. Don't get lost in what you call suffering. There it traps the spirit in a personal depression. Because if you fail to accept the grace of this moment, then you'll be pinned by a hidden aggression. There is a contrast to the setting sun mentality, which is like a release from the confines of a tight cocoon. Once you discover the brilliance of the morning star, then you will know the way in which our grapevine blooms, said Dionysus. Oh, why don't you just leave me alone? Just bug off and go away. I want to be who I am. And if you know the truth, then why not just show me the way? I'm trying to show you, but it is your intention that must bring about the change. Listen very closely to the way I speak, and within this wisdom is the way out, said Dionysus. In my heart, all I hoped for was that he would take out his flute and play a tune until I forgot about this madness. From where I was sinking, there was nowhere to stand and no place left to turn. I'd die beside these rocks, and it was only a matter of time until the boy understood my heavy concern. The theme here is trust. And this trust is the notion of being without suspicion. It's when you are right on the dot, like the morning star which shines bright to illuminate our intuition. The path of the morning star requires individual training. Reconnect with humor, joy, and embrace life as a celebration. You must trust the situation in front of you, since there is no other way to go. That means you can learn to smile at fear, and that is how the tree of life first began to grow. Every moment is a great meditation, every second is a contemplation worthy of our time. Can you imagine the spark of basic goodness that exists in the center of all of us? Why surely then your doubts will realign. We are worthy of this basic goodness, and this is what is meant by the way of the rising morning star. Sometimes we are trapped in the evening of depression. But don't give up, not when we've come this far. The wisdom I am discussing has come to you for a reason, and so we should learn to think differently. This trouble is the spot of all your solutions, and when we are on the dot, the wealth of healing flows unconditionally. We realize that everything is workable, and that is how you find the goodness that is hidden within this secret instruction," said Dionysus. Your words lift me up, but my heart is the furthest from whole. I feel as if I have been buried alive and there is only sadness left hanging from my soul. You talk about letting go, but I cannot even grasp where it is that I'm hanging on. If you have the path forward, then lead me out of this sinking sand, and I'll follow you along. Letting go is when sadness and joy come together, and so you begin to feel vulnerable and tender. This too is a feeling of being on the spot, and so this brings about the morning star's mighty splendor. It is not a complicated path, but rather I should simply express that everything can be worked out. The best way is the way forward, and going forward is the correct route. Come back and find the brilliance within our soul. The power you seek is within your own human hands. You have the prevailing spirit within you, and it is housed in the body of a single man. But this path is not about self-made individuals. The true point embraces our vision to benefit others. Just imagine after you survive this hardship, picture the wisdom you'll share with all our sisters and brothers. Reclaim your inquisitiveness. Ponder all aspects of hidden curiosity. Rise like the morning star over the horizon of doubt and shine brilliantly to spread our inner luminosity. All this leads to the cultivation of warriorship. This is the path that you and I are inclined to follow. It is the way in which an obstacle such as feeling stuck can disappear. And once you realize this, the sinking dirt will let go and you won't be swallowed. When we look directly at ourselves, we can see the true spirit of our cowardly mind. We've restricted our spirit all along. Now we must break out of this darkness so we are no longer confined. Relax in the greater space of confidence. This is what a breath of fresh air feels like. As it is the basis of all common sense, the way to overcome this seemingly impossible path is also the way to penetrate that which cannot be breached. We must develop matri or loving-kindness, and once we do, we harness this compassion for the goal of humanity will be reached," said Dionysus. I hear your words, and all of this preaching is something I have tried to grasp and understand. But still, I do not know how we break through this impossible predicament, unless your advice leads us to an actual plan. Look at me now, my boy, I'm on my hands and knees sinking in this dirt. What must I endure to free myself from this prison? Shouldn't the way out be straightforward and overt? I will show you the true way, and I am here to lead you all the way out. But first you must learn how to feed your demons. And so I will offer the five steps to turn your demons into your ally so that you can find the correct route, said Dionysus. Close your eyes. You will be taking nine deep, relaxing breaths. Sink into this awareness and allow the body to rest. For the first three breaths, breathe into any physical tension you hold within your body or limbs. Then hold that tension with the breath and release it. For the second three breaths, breathe into any emotional tension that you may hold. Notice where you hold this emotional tension in your body. Hook that tension with the breath, then release the breath and let it go. For the last three breaths, breathe into any mental tension or worries that you are holding. Notice the mental tension in your body, then hook that tension with the breath release it, and be open to this meditation that's unfolding. We will observe the breath as a way to focus our mind. By directing our awareness through the body, this way allows the source of the morning star to illuminate our inner light so that our body, mind, and spirit all align. The first step is to find the demon in your body, and so you should think about the demon you are here to work with. Perhaps you'll remember a particular time or incident, and as you scan your body, locate where you are holding this demon strongly in your body so that you can picture this demon like a character in a myth. Where is this demon held in your body? What's its shape and color? What is its texture and temperament? Is it quite large or is it something much smaller? Now allow the sensation and let it intensify. Embrace the color, texture, and temperament to move out of your body and become personified. What would it look like if it were right in front of you, standing there with limbs, a face, and eyes? What color is it, and how big is its size? Notice the surface of its body, its density, gender, character, emotional state, and then I want you to look at it right in the eyes. What is something about the demon that you did not see before? Now ask the demon these questions. What do you want? What do you really need? And how will you feel? when you finally get what you've come here for. Now I want you to switch places with the demon, stand up and sit in its seat. Keep your eyes closed, and I want you to come forward and step into its feet. I sat up and emerged from the muck. No longer was I sinking and no longer was I stuck. Take a moment to settle into the demon's place and notice how it feels in this demon's body. What is it like to be in this form? And now look from the demon's point of view to see how your normal self would be embodied. Next answer these questions as if you were speaking as the demon. What I want is... What I really need is... And when I get what I really need, I will feel... Return to your seat and settle back into your own body. See the demon opposite of you as you yourself are back in your own form and totally embodied. It's time to dissolve your body into nectar. And this is the magic within the dirt and the source of the great vine. All things grow from this nectar of creation and we are going to feed the demon with this nectar so that all aspects of our life become aligned and intertwined this nectar has the quality of the feeling that the demon would have when it gets what it really needs. This nectar that we offer to the demon is the same source that feeds all of life's seeds. Notice the color of this nectar. Now feed the demon the source and notice how the demon takes it in. Feed the demon to complete satisfaction. Now this can take some time and if the demon is unquenchable. Imagine how it would look if this demon was completely satisfied. And so I saw this nectar like honey, and it was the magic within the soil where all life starts to grow. The demon couldn't get enough of this profound source, and so I watched this demon eat until it was totally full. Notice if there is a being who is present after the demon is completely satisfied. If there is a being present in place of the demon, then this being is in fact your true ally. If it is not, invite an ally to appear. And if there is no being present after feeding the demon to satisfaction, then invite an ally to appear since there is nothing left to fear. When you see the ally, notice all the details of your new friend. What is its shape, its size, color, surface of the body? Does it have a gender or certain characteristics? What is its emotional state? Then look into its eyes and notice something you didn't see before in case you missed it. Once you feel connected with the energy of the ally, ask these questions. How will you help me? How will you protect me? What pledge do you make to me? And how can I access you? so that both of us are free. Change places and become the ally. Take a moment to settle into its body. Notice how it feels to sit inside the ally and notice how your normal self appears from the point of view from which the ally embodies. When you are ready, answer these questions speaking as if you were the ally. I will help you by... I will protect you by... I pledge I will... And you can access me by... Then return to your original seat. Take a moment to settle back into your own body and see the ally opposite you. Look into its eyes and feel the energy pouring out from your body as you recognize that this ally has been an angel in disguise. As you feel the energy of the ally coming into your body, let it spread all the way down to the soles of your feet, and let it spread everywhere inside of you while you sit in your seat. Imagine that this ally dissolves into light. Notice the color of the sight and feel the light dissolving into you. Integrate this luminosity into every cell of who you are. And take note of this feeling of the integrated energy of the ally that has come to dwell within you. See how the demon and the ally are one. And so there are no problems left to solve. Now you are integrated with the energy of the ally. Dissolve. Just rest. Pause until the mind begins again gradually come back into your body, recalling the feeling of the energy of the ally in your body. Now the demon was gone, and all that was left was a strange force. It was invisible like the wind, but it was riding upon a horse. Somehow the mind was like a narrator, and I saw how the soul was in charge of this entire dramatic play. How come it had taken me so long to feed my demon? And now I realize that this demon was my ally because I'd finally understood what it came to say. I want to tell you a story about the butterfly who was preparing to leave its safe cocoon. This little one had to summon strength for the journey, and day by day the caterpillar knew it must leave soon, for it too was trapped. It was lodged in a very dark place. There it waited, present in each moment and the butterfly had nothing to do but observe this tight and difficult space. All it could remember was life as a little bug, and it could not conceive the change occurring before its very own eyes. Why, yes, the little creature envisioned an ally no different than you, and in time, a beautiful new form would arise. The transformation begins deep within stillness, where the most profound treasure is stored, here the secrets of the universe were whispered to the butterfly and before long this wisdom became the butterfly's reward for you are like my butterfly a worthy ally and mighty protector you have come a long way to find yourself and soon your wings will emerge as you feast upon the grapevine's nectar this tunnel of dirt was not a trap but rather it is the place where the mighty seeds grow Our spirit has been planted deep within the earth and this dark cavern is the space from which my beautiful butterfly will grow. Remember your awareness. Let the mind embrace the fluidity of the wind. Soon the way of the warrior will be realized and so a new journey begins, said Dionysus.